0: I even made Instacart links for all the weekly groceries you'll need. So you don't even need to think about grocery shopping. I'm all about saving time, money, and mental energy when it comes to feeding my family healthy meals. And now I get to share that with you. Grab your copy of well-prepped at asiazaza.com. And from my kitchen to yours, cheers to eating well and being well-prepped. Do you feel lost when it comes to nutrition counting macros, and the endless information there is out there about optimizing your energy and getting into the best shape that you want to be in. Jenny, the nutritionist, has designed the nutrition program for ladies who lift weights and want to build muscle and decrease body fat. Vaguely eating less and working out more is not how you create an above average shape. Building a badass shape requires a strategy where your nutrition is aligned with your training and your plan is fine-tuned. Create Your Shape is Jenny's four-month nutrition coaching program, where she'll help you change your body composition, you'll be taught the science of nutrition, and you'll be able to create a nutrition routine that runs on autopilot. I have learned so much from her, and she truly is the best at what she does. For Mindset Mile listeners, she's offering 10% off her four-month nutrition program with the code MILE TEN. Check her out on Instagram at Jenny, the nutritionist and go to Jenny, the backslash create dash your dash shape to learn more and join the create your shape ladies. Welcome to the mindset mile podcast, the show that'll leave you empowered to take action towards becoming the turned up version of your already awesome self. I'm your host, Aisha Zaza, and I'm so glad you're here. Let's go. Hey friend, welcome back to another episode of the Mindset Mile podcast. I'm so happy to be back in Santa Barbara after my amazing, amazing trip to Jordan. I was there for my sister's wedding and I got back a few days ago and I'm just, there's no place like home. As awesome and amazing as travel is, I just am so happy to be back. And I'm super happy to say that I didn't experience any jet lag coming back. I I kind of played it so that I was sleeping on my travels back during nighttime hours, like Pacific standard time. And then I was mindful of staying awake then during daytime hours in Pacific standard time. And I think that really helped me adjust. I mean, it was a very exhausting 28 hours of travel to get home, but I really think that that helped me get back into the rhythm. At home, and I was mindful to wake up in the morning, get outside, and get some vitamin D and expose myself to the sun to reset my circadian rhythm. And I think that helped tremendously because I have not experienced any jet lag being home. So, yay. Okay. My Ask Asia question this week is Has motherhood changed your view of the world? And has it changed your view of Instagram culture? So, Yes, in many ways, but I'm going to try to keep this short. I feel like it's I'm it's very clear to me now the things that I notice that people value. And it's also clear to me the way that our culture and society fosters us to keep up with what everyone else is doing and what everyone else has and this f- constant need to feel like we need to be more and have more and do more. And all of that takes away from the importance of family and children and having children, which I think personally is the most valuable asset. And I can confidently say this being someone who was on the other side. And I would say I was victim to some of these things and thinking that, you know, to each their own. I know some people just don't choose to not have kids or don't want them or whatever, I can confidently say I was someone who was not sure at all if I wanted kids. And I just feel like, uh, we are not poised in a way to believe that it is so something so special that we that nothing can mimic or imitate in life otherwise. And I also notice how our culture is kind of benign to understanding the fundamentals and the emotional effort it takes to raise a family. Like we say that it takes a village to raise a family, but our society really isn't set up to give that village <laughs> to mothers and to families and and there isn't this like collective effort i think that society takes on as it's all of our responsibility to make sure that we are raising you know good healthy kids and fostering them to be good people you know when they are adults and there are other cultures that i think do a much better job at this so i wish we had more of that village mentality okay Um, I want to chat with you today about a few things that are holding you back from where you want to be. And this goes for where you want to be in your fitness. This goes for where you want to be in your business. This goes for where you want to be in your relationships. So as you're listening to this, I really want you to think about something that you've been longing to be ahead of more ahead in, or that you are, have been really itching to, to grow in this area of your life. I really want you to listen to these three points and apply them to whatever that scenario is for you. Okay. So the first thing holding you back from where you want to be is unhealthy people. So when I was growing up, my mom always used to say, well, what good is anything if you don't have your health? And as a kid and growing up, it's kind of like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you just feel invincible. And in a lot of ways, you are more invincible than you are as you age. But as we get older, I think we realize that feeling well is literally everything, There, I mean, this is just the most simple example, but there's, tell me there's nothing like being congested for a week and not being able to breathe out of your nose to make you realize how much you appreciate the 22,000 times you breathe in and out of your nose on a daily basis, right? Like the first time that that nose clears after being congested, you're like, (sighs) I am never going to take breathing out of my nose for granted again, right? So it really takes realizing that you don't feel well to appreciate how amazing it is to feel well. And I'm not just talking about being around sick people or unhealthy people physically. Being around people with unhealthy lifestyle habits does and can have a huge impact and influence on your own personal habits. So if you're hanging out with people that are not conscious of what they're putting into their body, or they like to eat out all the time, or if that's their primary form of hanging out is going out to eat and drink, then guess what? You're probably going to fall into situations more frequently where you're not fueling your body to feel good. And not to mention those things are taking time away from what you should be doing to move your life forward or to move your business forward. Those things are time sucks. And trust me, I understand it's value. Friendships are valuable. Okay. I'm not saying stop hanging out with your friends altogether, but you really need to set some boundaries around what you're doing in correlation to where the areas of your life you want to be growing and do those things match. So I remember when I started running consistently, I had joined a group of girls from my gym that got together like once or twice a week for an early morning run before everybody started work. So this was like a little run club, right? And I was influenced to wake up early and start my day off with a five to six mile run. You know, before, I mean, we would meet I think probably at 5.50 to 6 o'clock in the morning. And that is not me. Like, I am not the person that wakes up at 5 a.m. to go to the gym. I'm more of a midday worker outer. But it's kind of interesting to me now when I look back at that time, realizing just how big of an impact and influence that run club had on me. And you never see it in the moment like, oh, I'm being currently influenced in this moment to make better decisions because a lot of the time it just feels like a decision you're making, right? But you look back and you can see how the people in your life helped shape who you are now and how you think and act. So not only was I influenced to start my day off with amazing Exercise and fresh air and to set my circadian rhythm and to be productive. I mean, the rest of my day felt so productive when I started my days out that early and running, but the conversations we had were also ones around health. And we would talk about hydration hacks and, you know, things at work and things with family. And when you are surrounding yourself with fit and healthy people, they're usually healthy in other areas of their life. And so that's the type of influence that you want to have around you. So I really want you to think of the people you surround yourself with, not that are just physically unhealthy, but mentally unhealthy. Are you around someone who complains all the time? That's manipulative or they're not supportive of you. You know, like, do they make fun of what you're doing or they're always planting seeds of doubt? Here's the thing. When you're used to the way people are, it is going to be harder to identify that they are toxic. So when I'm asking you these things, I know it sounds like hypothetical questions, but I really need you and want you to think objectively about how the people you are around the most talk to you, how they talk to themselves, and how they treat other people. You can be indirectly influenced by who you spend your time with, by how they treat other people as well. Do they talk behind other people's backs? Do they make fun of the way that people look or what they're doing? Those are toxic things, my friend. Those are going to influence the way that you talk to yourself, how you talk about other people, how you view the world. These all have huge impacts on your progress towards where you want to be. Those things are a waste of time. They are a waste of energy. The second thing holding you back from where you want to be is unnecessary guilt. Guilt really is a deadly weapon. And so much of the time, we are the ones who place guilt on ourselves. Right? As a parent, the term mom guilt is something women talk about all the time. They're guilty for taking time for themselves, guilty for going to work full time, guilty for yelling at their kids, guilty for not throwing a Pinterest looking birthday party, guilty for leaving their kids with a babysitter or even their own significant other for an extended period of time. You know, guilt is a thief. It robs you of so much joy. It robs you from being in the present moment of feeling good about yourself and feeling grateful. At the end of your life, do you think that you're actually going to remember how guilty you felt about some of the very insignificant things we feel guilty about? No. So stop wasting your energy on guilt. I just got back from a 12 day trip to Jordan. And as I mentioned, I was there for my sister's wedding and it's where my dad's side of the family is from. And anyways, I am not going to lie as a mom. I think we all believe that we are the best at keeping our household running as smoothly as it does. Right? So I did have some feelings of like, oh my gosh, like I hope Oliver doesn't get off of his sleep schedule. I hope that Shiloh eats something besides pizza while I'm gone. I was, and I was sad. I was definitely sad that my husband and my kids couldn't make it on this trip this time. It just, there were a lot of things that actually fell through last minute. We were all scheduled to go and all booked to go. And we made the tough last minute decision that it was best that I just go by myself. But guilt was not something that consumed me from, I I was not guilty. I didn't feel guilty about being away from my kids. I missed them, but I didn't feel guilty. I didn't feel guilty that my husband was here with my mother-in-law taking care of my kids while I was away. I mean, that's what I do every single day of my life, (laughs) besides these like 12 days and sporadic other days that I might have, you know, things to do. Like, why would I feel guilty that I'm not the one there for every single moment and every single thing. It would have taken so much of my energy away from other special moments in my life, like my sister being married and my entire family being in Jordan together. What an experience. I chose to not let guilt consume me. So what if you just dropped the guilt? I know it might sound easier said than done, but you don't have to feel guilty. I want to remind you that. You don't have to feel guilty to be a good mom. You don't have to feel guilty for setting aside time to work your business or miss out on a family event or a sporting event. It's not that you don't want to be there, but you don't need to feel guilty about it. There are other, this is the checks and balances of life. Like we just can't be there for everything. Guilt doesn't need to be a part of the equation anymore. I promise you, you can do all these things and feel like you love your loved ones dearly and that you miss them but you don't need to feel guilty you're not doing anything wrong the third thing that's keeping you from where you want to be is underestimating the power of small consistent action one of my favorite personal development books is called the slide edge by jeff olson It's all about how every single decision you make in your lifetime matters and how most people don't realize the power that their decisions have, because ultimately these decisions dictate everything in our life because they compound over time. It's easy to walk one mile a day, right? I think most people would agree. Like it doesn't take that much time. It doesn't take that much effort, but then why don't you? Here's why. It's because it's equally as easy to not do. It is so easy to throw something like walking one mile a day out the window until tomorrow, because it doesn't feel like it's a big deal if you miss it. You know, I want to tell you, some people have written me about how they found the podcast and did the 30 day challenge and how it has turned into them walking for 365 or more days and counting. I mean, think about that. They started what they thought would be a 30 day challenge and they've walked an entire year every single day. You think that doesn't have an impact on so many areas of their life. You see, it's not always about the big bursts of effort we give to things, but instead what we choose to do consistently You have to know that everything you do is either working for you or against you. And those habits, those thoughts, those actions are going to add up over time. Do not estimate the power of small, consistent action. This is going to require you to believe that behind every success story and every successful person you see on Instagram or online or in real life, they stayed the course and took consistent action towards where they are now. There is no such thing as an overnight success. The success might come out of nowhere to you, but I promise you it did not look pretty or perfect for them. And if you're like, Aish, this sounds great, but I don't even know where to like start helping myself with taking small consistent action... I want to encourage you to do my 30 day mindset mile challenge. Go back to the first 30 episodes of this podcast. Listen to one a day while you walk or run one mile. I don't know what kind of fire that is going to spark for you, but I promise you it's not going to do nothing. People have written me from all over the world telling me that because of that challenge, they went on to quit smoking, to run their first half and full marathons. They started their Etsy shops. They quit their job they hated and found their dream job. They ended toxic relationships. The list goes on. I don't know what that thing is going to be for you, but if you feel like you are lacking discipline and consistency in your life, that is a great place to start because healthy habits beget other healthy habits. Small, consistent action will make a huge impact in your life and it is time you stop doubting it, my friend. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If this spoke to you, please send it to someone else who needs this message. Tag me on Instagram at Aisha Zaza so I can see which episodes you're loving. And I of course love to see your faces and where you are walking or running your mindset miles. So be sure to tag me and hashtag mindset mile. I will see you next week. And I cannot wait until then. Make it a great day, my friend. Many of you may be looking to launch a podcast of your own or have already launched it. And you know that there are lots of admin details behind the scenes from preparing the outlines of episodes, scheduling release dates, ads, guests, social media, clips, edits, and more chase and his team at upstarter pods have created the ultimate podcast workbook, a cheap and easy solution to help you manage all of these details by yourself from your phone or laptop. They're offering my listeners a discount. When you order the ultimate podcast workbook to help you manage your show. Through a template they built in the Notion app, you can organize all your podcast episodes and details all in one place. For under $30, this will save you hours on your podcast. Go to upstarterpods.com backslash workbook and receive 20% off your order with code mile or click the link in the show notes.